I'm Jerry East, and this is my podcast, The COVID-19 Lockdown Account. My mission is to interview 100 everyday people so they can share their story. We'll document their ups, their downs, and the challenges they face every day. These are historical times, and I hope you enjoy. Stay safe. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks again for tuning into the COVID-19 lockdown account. So today I've got Mayte with me. He is a busy husband and father and works as a fitness professional down in South London. So Mayte, how are we doing today? Jerry, I'm absolutely awesome. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Uh, It's really exciting, so I've been looking forward to it actually. It's absolutely my pleasure. Absolutely my pleasure. So first things first, it is a rough old time for us in the fitness profession right now, isn't it? Yeah, you could say that 100%. I think it's a, it's a weird time for a lot of people. I find that there's usually two camps. There are those that are really actually profiting from the situation. And I find it, it's quite a nice time to them. It's kind of a prolonged holiday. Some of, I mean, here in London, a lot of us have been what's called furloughed, but we're still receiving some of our sort of benefits and some part of our pay and that kind of stuff. But the people that have been furloughed, this is, this is a good time. But for a lot of people, uh, say business owners like, like yourself and I, it's a little bit more challenging because a lot of our income is essentially dropped. So uh, for a lot of people, that that means, well, things are a bit difficult right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as well as the fact that, let's face it, not only has our income and our livelihood been stripped of us, what we actually do, we can't do. So, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm blessed. I, I do have a home set up, but so many of the guys that work with me and for me don't have that. You know, they don't, they don't have anything except for, you know, a few ideas and maybe a rucksack. <laughs> mm, exactly. So how's your setup? Well, I guess what I was saying before, before we kind of went live is that uh, I was doing one-to-one personal training before this whole thing started. I was doing online coaching, kind of a, an on-the-side thing. I was never really taking it that seriously, but it was mainly available for people that wanted to work with me but couldn't see me in person. And so I was kind of forced into that. And, and I kind of see it as a blessing, to be honest. So uh, my, a lot of my income is actually coming from the online coaching now because mm-hmm. I've really buckled down and decided, okay, you know what, I need to, I need to do this thing properly and really deliver a, a good service that people are going to um, benefit from. So that's what I've been, I've been doing. So for me, this, this has been a good thing uh, in the sense that I've been doing a lot of personal development and looking at how I can be a better coach, essentially. Mm-hmm. And would you find that um, more being from a place of accountability has helped you has helped your clients more through this time? 100%. Because, you know, when you're doing one-to-one personal training, that hour is essentially for one individual. And so I don't have the time to be on my phone or on the computer asking how everyone is doing. But now I do have the time. And so when people are struggling, I can say, hey, oh, listen, John, how, how are things going? How was your week? Or what's happening today? Or send me pictures of your food. So there is that element of accountability. And a lot of people are finding that really useful. Mm. Um, for the people that actually that needed that kind of service this is good yeah yeah and i think to be fair in a way anyone that wants to be pushing their journey to ideally happiness let's face it everyone that comes to you or get walks through the doors of my gym or comes to a personal trainer like you a fitness professional in general or a nutritionist or anyone the element Mm. that they're after isn't that they want to get a six pack it isn't that they want to feel like they've got bigger arms they're there because they want a different element of happiness right? or a new path exactly I think that that will help everyone that that accountability is what is missing isn't it that's exactly it 
and you, you know, I think you hit the nail on the head in the sense that the majority of people that, that I've coached don't actually want the six pack. They don't want the big guns. You know, I think they, we leave that for the, for the younger guys. But I think as people tend to get a little bit older, they start to realize, actually, I don't really want that. I kind of want to feel a little bit more confident in myself. Sure, it would be nice if I look a little bit better naked. But, uh, but in a sense, it's kind of a, I think it's a holistic approach that I like to take and, and look at people in a sense of, um, hey, let's look at how we can improve your overall health. Let's see if we can um, get you, you know, playing around with your kids, not feeling like you get tired in five minutes. Or let's see if we can look at oh, what's going on with your hips. You mentioned you've got lower back problems. Maybe we can get you moving better. So that's the kind, of, the kind of stuff that I like to look into. And actually, the more people do these things, the more they realize that this is what's important to them as opposed to just the aesthetic. Yeah. Is there anything that, um, that is, like, is, is there anything people are asking for more of uh, since lockdown? Is there anything that's different? I would say that right now people are looking to be more uh, happier in the sense that right now it's a really dark time for a lot of people. Like I mentioned, you know, you look at the news and you can always see the death toll and, you know, this place is in lockdown and these people are not, you know, seeing their families and friends, that kind of stuff. So, I think people just need a little bit of motivation, a bit of enthusiasm yeah. and a bit of a bright, brighter outlook. And so what, this is what I try to give them when I, so for a lot of them, I do Zoom sessions. And so during these sessions, I will give them a bit of motivation and kind of make them feel good about what they're doing. Mm. And I think a lot of people, that's what people need right now, essentially. Yeah, definitely. A, a, a motivational push, just a little every, every morning. That'd help every, I think it'd help everyone. Um, which is, which is brilliant. I think that's a fantastic service that you're providing as well, which is, which is great. Now you said as well that you're, um, you're obviously at home with, with your wife and your little one as well. So, so, uh, what's it like being, um, being kind of in a very close unit with a very, no doubt hyperactive little one. Oh man, I can't, I can't like that's a, it's a big, probably the biggest challenge yeah. in all of this for me anyway. I don't know about you cause I know you've got your little one with you as well. So for sure, you know, once she's running around, you probably will see her run around within the next five minutes. Good. Um, it's, it's hard when I've got my schedule and my schedule says, hey, uh, in the morning, 9 a.m., I've got to do this, 10 a.m., I've got to do, got to do that. And then, then the wife is tired and she says, hey, oh, listen, honey, can you please help me change my nappy? Or can you please buy this? Or I'm yeah. like, okay, do you know what? Okay, I'm going to go and help you out and I'm going to get back to work. So I uh, do get a few curveballs here and there. But actually, this is a really fun time for me. Hmm. I've never spent so much time with, with my wife and with my kids. So for me, this is good as well. Even though it's hard to, to juggle the two, I think it is possible so long as you're, you're organized. Yeah. For me, that's, and that's what I tell my clients as well. You know, if, you, if you're organized, if you make time for things, things happen. But if you just let the day run you, then, then who knows what's going to happen, you know? So you've got to schedule things, write things down and say, hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to commit that time to whatever task it is I'm trying to do. And then you're more likely to get the outcome that you want. You know what, as well, if, if someone said in a podcast the other day, I was listening to a friend of mine has got a podcast called the Mad Positivity Podcast, and they had um, a bit of, you know, a serious contender in the fitness profession world, a guy called Paul Malt, who's, you know, incredible. So they had him on the other day, and he said, um, one of the things he likes to say to people when they say they don't have time, he, he goes, well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to get my Google Calendar up. I want you to do the same. And they'll go, oh, I don't have one. And he goes, well, and I'm not going to say exact words because this is going to be a PC version. If you know about Paul, you know what I'm talking about. But he turned around and said, if you haven't even got a schedule, if you haven't even got a calendar, you ain't that effing busy. You right. know, 
just thought, wow, you know, it blows my mind just to think how quickly you can get shut down. And if you're not scheduling and you don't have, you know, if you don't have to make your day structured like that, then you ain't busy. You ain't busy, you know, and uh, you clearly are. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's, that's, that's a wonderful, um, it's a wonderful thing to have a, to be able to fit the time in. And as you opened up, you said right at the beginning, you know, you make time, right? You make time for things that are important. And you know what? I'm in the same world as you. I've got stuff structured down and then it's like the kids are a top trump. You've got all this stuff nailed down. So this time, this time, this time. And then when the kids will come over and just skit a little bit. <laughs> Kitty, you know, daddy, you've got to dress up as a, an ogre or you've got, to have your, <laughs> you've got to have your hair plaited or something stupid. Um, but, you know, that's what it's all about, I suppose, isn't it? For sure, 100%. So is there anything that you're doing more of that, you know, you think this is amazing as, you know, as, as a family? Um, I mean, to be fair, before, before my little one was even born, I always, I always wanted to be a father. I always wanted to, mm. to spend lots of time with my kids and make it a thing and kind of, um, I guess, go against the grain, go against the stereotype of, you know, dads aren't really around and things like that. I never... I never believed in that. And so I guess from, from day one, I was always very hands-on. And uh, I think something that really, really stuck in my mind was I was reading this, this book by Arnold Schwarzenegger, Total Recall. And in parts of the book, he's speaking about the time when his, his, daughter, his first daughter was born. And he said he wanted to spend so much time with her that he would find any excuse to, to do something with her. And so whenever it came down to changing nappies, he would always put his hand up first and say, I want to do it, I want to do it. I thought, really, just changing nappies. But to him, that was, that was father and baby time. That was father-daughter time. Mm. So it doesn't matter what we're doing, so long as I'm spending time with my child. And I thought that was really powerful. You could see that as a really kind of, it's really simple thing, right? But actually, I really, I really took that on board. And so, um, so even with my little one, even when it comes down to doing little things, I tried to make time for her. And when I spend time with her, it's really all about her in that moment. And I try not to you know, be on my phone and things like that. So these things were always happening regardless. But in the sense of what we're doing more of, I'd say um, I'm taking more walks with her, like just me and her by ourselves, just give mom some time to be by herself and not be mom, just be a human being for a minute. Yeah. So I think we get more time to ourselves. And for me, that's a blessing. That's really good. Mm -hmm. And now she's being she's a bit more uh, communicative. She understands what I say. I want to say, hey, we're going to go outside. She puts her shoes on by herself. At least she tries. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so that's a lot of fun. That's super, super fun. Yeah, I can, I can resonate with that as well. We've, um, we've got little things that, you know, I've, I've got two, two kids. I've got two daughters. One's, uh, one's five, six in the next couple of weeks. And uh, Rosie, my youngest, just turned three yesterday. And I tell you what, when I first had Madeline, I wasn't interested in having a second child, really. You know, just... You, uh, that's the way I felt at the time. Mm. Um, obviously, the moment Rosie came, you know, the moment Rosie was conceived, if you like, that changed in my head straight away. You know, I, I couldn't wait to be to meet her. And one of the most amazing things to see and watch um, is the two of them being best friends during this whole time as well. And that that alone is amazing. And yeah, a very important thing is taking them away so mum can be mum. Because I feel that I, as as a, you know, I think that we can sneak off a bit dads can't we we can we can run off and hide um, or we feel we can a little bit easier whereas i don't think 
you know, I think that's, you know, it's one of those things that I think that my wife definitely feels that she can't run away and hide as much. So I, I, I make a habit of doing what you say, make sure that she gets her time to, to have time to herself as well. And that is so important. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think something that I found really interesting um, whenever I spoke to people that were successful, even speaking to my accountant is, um, you know, they always say after you know, having long successful careers, the one thing they always say to me is, I wish I'd spent, spent more time with my kids. Mm. And I say, wow, that's really, that's really interesting. They say, yeah, I wish I, I'd worked less and just spent more time at home, uh, just playing with them or teaching, teaching them things or you know, whatever it may be. And that's something that I would like not to say in yeah. 20 years time. You know, I don't want to have any regrets. If there's one thing in life, I don't regret. No. So whenever I do something, I commit and say, you know what? I take responsibility. I'm going to own it, good or bad. This is how it is. And so, um, so this is why I really try to make time. And so if, you know, to all the fathers out there that are thinking, okay, what, what should I do? I don't know what I'm doing. Just well, the best thing that you can do is just be present. Just be there. Even if you don't know the ins and outs of fatherhood, nobody knows. Everyone's just winging it, to be honest with you. Yeah. So what does a child need? They just need a little bit of love from their parents or from the people around them. And then the rest just kind of falls into place. That's my belief anyway. Love that. The, 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 the presence is so important. That mindfulness and it's something that I've been practicing recently. I actually brought someone in for my team to practice mindfulness for us all. And he pretty much came to the conclusion straight away that we're all exhausted. And, um, you know, I, I, I made a, a decision to, to kind of pull some of the workload off of my team. And it's so right. It's so easy to just have one of these in your, with your kids. And I catch myself doing it. I'm not going to say I don't. I'm not a saint. Sure. When we go for a family walk, when we do stuff, the phone stays at home. And it is so important to just be in the moment because it just goes, right? For sure, 100%. And uh, on the topic of, of mindfulness, I mean, I'm the same. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I can't say that I'm not using my phone. I mean, this is literally my livelihood. Yeah. So when I get a message, I try to be as responsive as I can. But um, 100%. This morning, what I did as soon as I woke up, got out of bed, washed my face, and I said, okay, you know what? I'm going to go to the garden. I'm going to meditate for 10 minutes. And that's something that I wasn't doing before lockdown. Mm. And again, I'm going to go back to the whole, well, for some people, this is actually beneficial because we have time to do things that we weren't doing previously. So for me, meditation, I've always wanted to meditate and I was like, you know what? Why, why can't I find the time? I wasn't making the time. That was the issue really. It's not that the time wasn't there. That's okay. You know what? First thing in the morning, I want to get out in the garden. It's nice, it's a beautiful day. I want to go, I'm going to meditate. And so if you want to be more present, I think meditation is one thing that you can do. You don't have to, but uh, it's definitely something that I've been doing lots more of since lockdown has started. I'm, I'm with you. I've actually, you know, I've, I've invested in a, uh, in a coach for it and, and someone to, to kind of bring me out of my mind because I find I get lost in my thoughts on a very regular basis. I'm also heavily addicted to caffeine, which doesn't help, uh, <laughs> uh, which kind of spirals you. And obviously you've, you've met Bobby who was on a previous podcast, who is like the king of coffee. Um, so yeah, those are the kind of people I hang about with and uh, it does get you lost in your mind. And I think that to pull away from that and to, to clear your thoughts so you can get more clarity in your day, you know, it is so important. It's so 100%. Important, which is amazing, you know. So 
let's move into some things that you've found have kind of like helped you any advice that you've kind of taken stock of through these times well 100 percent um i would say having a schedule for your mm-hmm. day and i know we spoke about that previously but i really want to hone in on on just having a routine rather instead of a schedule i think routine was the word that i was looking for so it's easy to wake up and again let the day run you just just get up and okay i'm gonna have breakfast okay what next or oh, maybe i'm gonna uh spend some time with the missus and then maybe later on i'm gonna watch some netflix and then maybe i'm gonna check my emails and then the day kind of spirals on like that and before you know it the day is over and and you haven't really done anything that was productive or worthwhile it doesn't necessarily have to be productive if you, if you don't want to, to learn anything right now that's totally okay and i appreciate that uh, this time it's not necessarily a time to upskill yourself for a lot of people for a lot of people it's going to be just about stress management about reducing anxiety but if you're if you're in a good place mentally and you feel like you want to be productive then having a routine just say you know what i'm going to wake up just like on a regular Monday, I'm going to take a shower. I'm going to put on some decent clothes and not just stay in my pajamas. I mean, you can stay in your pajamas if you want. But I find that putting on the, the clothes makes you feel a certain way. It gives you that element of confidence that, you know what, I'm ready for the day. And then just looking at your schedule and say, hey, 9 a.m., I'm going to do this. 10 a.m., I'm going to do that. Even if it's just scheduling family time, I think that's totally cool. But just having your diary say, I'm going to do this for two hours and I'm going to read a book and I'm going to meditate. But at least just having that I find just makes things uh, more manageable, at least in my opinion. No, totally, totally. I, I, uh, I realized the same thing when um, just before lockdown happened and I, I got in contact with my team and said, look, we're going to deliver free courses online. Um, sorry. We're going to deliver free um, classes online. And um, I instantly made a rotor, told everyone they have to wear uniform, uh, they have to have a backdrop, one of these, which I gave them to take home. And then we, we, they're now coming back to the gym now because they're finding that, that they get an escape from the house. And, and if it's only us lot, we kind of isolate together. And I knew that by doing that for my team, although they thought that I was doing one thing, what I was actually doing was giving my whole environment and team a structure to stop mm. them going by the wayside mentally. Mm. Um, and every single one of them has contacted me privately and said, thank you so much. You don't understand what this has done for me mentally, you know, to, to, have, a, to have a structure to follow, to realise I've, I've got to get up and do this class or do this shift because that, that the main thing they were panicking about was, as, was just having nothing. Obviously, exactly. I obviously still paid them as well. Um, you know, it was kind of a way of justifying payment, if you like, but more importantly, was just to keep them going. Because imagine starting again with no team and it just wouldn't, <laughs> it'd be a nightmare. <laughs> that, that is so, so important. Having that routine, that schedule, um, that game plan, if you like. And, 100%. Yeah, you know, I, I absolutely love that. And, you know, I mean, you speak to a lot of your clients. What's, what's kind of the biggest, uh, what would you say one of the biggest bits of advice you give your clients right now? Um, I focus on keeping them moving. So I guess, especially because we're in London, it's a fast paced city. People are out and about, they generally move quite a bit. And even if they're working in an office, usually they have to commute back and forth. Uh, I guess the average commute in time is probably 45 minutes up to an hour. And so when you don't have that, when you're on lockdown, well, all of a sudden you're, you're not moving at all. You could be sitting on your couch all day long. Mm. And so you've taken your step count, let's say from 5,000 down to you know, a couple of hundred a day. 
And so I encourage them to just get outside. You know, whatever you do, uh, make time to just get out, see some green, especially now there's very few cars outside. So it's actually nice to be out. Even though I appreciate that the, the prime minister told everyone to stay indoors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's still saying, you know, do, do get outside, do get some fresh air. Um, and I find that that's, that really helps in terms of staying, staying sane and not just staying confined in your little cave, you know, all the time. And another thing is just being connected to people. Mm. And so again, this is just down to, uh, to you not staying in your, in your little bubble and then just, um, especially if you live on your own, I think, I think this is especially important. So I'm lucky enough to have my wife and my, my little baby here. So I've literally got lots of energy in the house and it's, it's impossible for me to go crazy. But if you think about being on a desert island on your own, there is nobody. Yeah. I, don't know, I can't remember what that was that film with Tom Hanks where he's got oh, this like right. little, yeah, that's the one with uh, the little basketball, right? Bruce, he decides to draw a face on, right? Yeah. Because we need that as human beings. We need to be connected to other people. Mm. And so I encourage, the, I encourage my clients to either call their family members or call their friends and just, just stay connected to people, whether it's on Facebook, whatever it is, but just try to talk to someone, even doing um, you know, video calls. I think that's really, really good. So seeing um, you know, the faces of people, their expressions, I find kind of keeps you going. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true as well, as well as staying in touch with family as well. Um, I found that very important at the moment. How are you, how are you guys coping in that respect? Um, I mean, I think my, my wife is much better at doing these things than I am to be fair. So she would say, Hey, we have to call your mom or we have to call your dad. And I'm like, oh, you, you know what? You're right. I haven't spoken to my dad in a while. So, Mm. Um, again, even for myself, it's really easy for me to get lost in my little bubble and say, hey, I've got this work to do. I've got to, you know, this person. And if I don't schedule in family time or time where I'm going to call my parents, it, it just doesn't happen. Mm. As much as I love my parents, it just, I'm just not that person. I know some people find it really easy to just pick up the phone and say, hey, oh, mom, how are you? Oh, my God, let me tell you, let me tell you about my day. I'm just not that kind of person. Mm. So, unless I, I set out to, to do that thing or unless I have them in my, in my mind and I'm not doing anything at that moment, then I can call them. But otherwise it doesn't happen. So good thing I've got, I've got the missus to do, to help me with that. But, uh, but in fairness, I've been speaking to my family a lot more than I was previously. So that's another thing that's, that's positive for me. It's leveled right up. That's great. And are you using technology as well for the little one to say hello? Oh, 100%. I mean, all the video calls, she, she loves it. She loves it. And so what the missus does is she, whenever she calls her friends, she has lots of other mum friends. Oh, and wow. they have little babies and, you know, T-Rows and stuff like that. So whenever they see each other on the phone, man, they, they light up. It's like, oh, wow. Oh, you know, I can't believe it. And they, they scream and then they laugh. And it's almost like the other kid is in the room. Mm. Honestly, it's amazing. It's if this has happened 20 or 30 years ago, I don't know what we would have done. Because... Mm. I'm guessing most kids like to be around other kids. Yeah. You know, again, it's this, this whole community element, this whole wanting to belong to a group. And so I think I'm really grateful that, that we have that. Oh, she's putting her arms out to me. You want to say hello? <laughs> <laughs> she's acting shy. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs> Wonderful. Wonderful. Beautiful. <laughs> and what about, what about you? I mean, what, what have you been, how have you been finding it coping with, staying in touch with family and things like that. So that has been great. You know, we've been doing a lot of Zoom stuff, doing a lot of Zoom calls. Um, we've done the end of the drive bit, you know, so that the grandparents come to the end of the drive only recently um, to say hello. Um, and we've done a couple, I was taking my nan for a walk for a bit and um, 
you know, we recently lost my granddad just before lockdown, which was difficult, very difficult. Um, but he was very frail um, and it was in quite a bit of pain. So, you know, that is something we have taken away that, you know, you know he's not in pain anymore. But um, it was still very, very difficult. And my nan, you know, they're made of different stuff. They're made of the, the, the older generation. And we're talking not my mum, but, you know, a lot older. My granddad was nearly 90. My, my, my nan is in her, you know, late 80s. And they're made of stuff that I think only comes with age and experience because her strength is, you know, beyond what I could cope with. And, you know, she's fine, you know. You know, she's she's focused and she's enjoying her life. She's got her routine set again. And although I know it's difficult for her, um, and, you know, as it is all of us, but mostly her, she is doing well. And it's amazing to, to, to at least be able to communicate and make sure that she's okay and dial into to whatever she needs. But at the moment, most of the time she says, I don't need anything, I'm fine. If anything, I'm probably getting in the way calling her, but <laughs> you know, it is amazing. Technology has saved 2020 in my life. I really think so, for sure. Completely as well. And moving over towards the later part of this, uh, of this podcast, this interview, I'm not going to ask you the penultimate question just yet, but what kind of, what kind of things are you going to take that you've learned from this time or even when it comes to technology or ways of doing things, is there anything that you're going to take to the future and you're going to go, you know what, that's probably going to be my new normal. Mm, new normal. Uh, I would say, to be fair, you know, when I mentioned about scheduling things, it's something that I was sort of kind of doing before, but I wasn't really sticking to. Mm. So I guess as a, as a fitness professional, especially as a personal trainer working in person, when someone schedules a time with you to, to, be, uh, to be trained, I have to stick to that time. So I have to put it into a diary. But that was the only thing that I was really sticking to. So if there's anything to do with personal development or meditation or family time, all that was kind of very, I was very wishy-washy with everything. Mm. And so um, I can see that I'm getting more things done now than ever. And it's just because I've decided to commit to what my, my diary says. And so I find that um, that's probably the one thing that I'm going to take away. And just slowing down a little bit. Mm. You know, the whole being more present in, in whatever I'm doing. And so I find that before, before lockdown, I was very much doing a million things at the same time. But really not being productive at, not, not being really good at just one thing. Yeah. So I might be trying to read a book, for example. I mentioned I was reading this book um, earlier before we started this, this podcast, right? And uh, before I would read the book and I'd have my phone on the side. If my phone is buzzing or if my phone lights up, I'll pick up my phone and find out what's going on and wouldn't really be present with what I'm trying to do. And, and now that's, that's completely sort of changed. And if I'm doing one thing, I try to just stick to that one thing. And it's actually the, another book that I read called The One Thing. A mm. really, really, really good book that I recommend anybody and everybody read if they haven't um, already. Uh, that also teaches you to be more present in whatever it is that you're doing. Just focus on one thing as opposed to trying to multitask. Actually, multitask, Multitasking is impossible. All we do is going from one task to the next really fast. Yeah. Right? And, uh, and what tends to happen is by doing that, the task that we're, that we're doing, we end up not performing very well. 
mm. compared to someone that had their sole focus on this one thing, we might do a half decent job, but I don't think it's worth trying to multitask. Just be really good at one thing and then move on to the next task. Yeah. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with that. The way that, the only way I can describe the way I was before lockdown is an internet browser with lots of windows open. Oh, man. That's, that's I can relate. Like. That's, and I can relate. We're talking to like 30 different things. <laughs> nothing that would relate to each other. You know, nothing that relates to each other. Yeah, so it's not as if it'd be like Amazon, eBay or stuff like that. No, we're, we're talking like, I don't know, the breeding patterns of whales, you know, how to ride a bike, how to invent a time machine. You know, nothing that correlates to each other and then trying to do it all whilst being a parent. And that's what my brain was like. And it has been, I'd say, for my entire adult life. Um, and only recently with some of the things that you do as well with the mindfulness techniques and the, um, and the, the meditation have I been able to at least close half of those browsers in my mind, which, you know, really starts to help. So I'm going to look up the one thing for my own personal development, but I'm also going to put the link to that book into the show notes as well, because stuff like that, I think would definitely help a lot of people that are just in essence being busy as opposed to productive, right? Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So there is one closing question for you and uh, it's, it's not too scary, don't worry. So if you could go back in time, Mate, and you could go back to yourself, which is what, nine weeks ago now when we first went into lockdown, the gym's shut on, I think, the 20, ooh, 22nd, I think, 21st, 20, 22nd, and you could grab yourself by the shoulders and go, look, you need to do this, you need to stop doing this, or, or you need to maybe buy this. What would be the big piece of advice that would help you get through if you'd have known it right at the beginning, that a little bit easier. What would have made things easier if I'd gone back nine or eight, nine weeks ago, right? Mm-hmm. One bit of advice. Oh, that's a really tough question. Okay. I would say, I would, I would tell myself that whatever happens, you should enjoy what the things are around you just enjoy what you have right here right now that it's really not that bad mm-hmm. when you really think about it when you look around it's really not that bad just enjoy what you've got uh, and again i think i mentioned this earlier that it it feels like a really dark time and lots of people are dying things like that. and if you want to focus on that then the outlook is absolutely grim mm. all right there's no doubt about it uh you know people are dying and we can't we can't pretend that that's not happening but I guess what I choose to focus on, and I guess the, the analogy that I like to use with, with a lot of people, uh, people that ask me, how are you so positive? How is that possible? Where do you get this energy from? And I say, hey, look, this is how I like to look at life. Let's pretend that you're in a really dark tunnel or we're in a really dark tunnel. And you can look around and say, oh my God, it's pitch black, it's super dark. What are we going to do? We're going to die. Or you could try to look for that one speck of light that's what I do. I look at this one speck of light and say, oh my God, can you see there is light over there at the end of the tunnel? I know it's really dark right now, right here where we are. I get it. But if we keep walking, if we keep at it, we can get there. There's light over there and we'll get out. Mm. So that's my way of looking at life in general. I'm a, I'm a glass high, half full type of person. And so, uh, so that's probably what I would tell myself. Hey, listen, just look around. Life isn't that bad. 
uh, you've got you've got arms that you can use to to do all kinds of things. You can you can eat, you've got food on the table. You've got a roof over your head. You've got clothes on your back. You've got a beautiful family. I have nothing to complain about, really. All right, okay, I've I've taken a bit of a of a hit in my income, but what does it matter? What am I getting this income for, really? Just to have this. I already have it. You know. Mm. So I could, man, I could come up with a million analogies to explain what I just said now, but I think I'm probably going to leave you with this one because I could talk for another 30 minutes about this. No, I absolutely, absolutely love that. And, you know, I think that helps as well with a lot of the things that you said in the past about focusing on, on the present, being more mindful of the situation. And, you know, it really isn't that bad, you know. We're not going through the Second World War with bombs dropping on our heads. You know, we're safe enough in our homes and those of you that are going through financial difficulty right now no one's allowed to do anything about that for a little while and you know what i think people are going to be kinder than you could actually imagine moving forward anyway and everything kind of but i absolutely sure. love that and you know what i'm gonna uh, i'm gonna end up closing us off there mate and first things first i'm gonna say thank you so much now thank don't you go, don't go anywhere what i'm gonna do i'm gonna close off to this lot then you and me are gonna have a chat off screen anyway but okay. it's been an absolute pleasure, mate. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Jerry. No, my pleasure. So for you guys listening and for you guys watching, thank you so much. And if you found that this episode has resonated with you, if there's stuff that you really did enjoy, please do comment below, either in the comments box or please do end up using uh, social media for what it's actually used for and the positive way it can be used for. And that's by sharing positive things like this podcast. Uh, that way other people can enjoy what you've just enjoyed as well and you might even bring someone out of a bit of a dark hole or a dark place also guys if you do feel like you have a voice and you want to help me on my mad crazy mission to interview 100 people during the covid19 lockdown please get in touch by abc gym or you can comment in the comments bar below also if you'd like to uh, get in contact with mate himself his links to what he does will be in the show notes and I'm sure I'd be very happy to work with you. So again, Mate, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure.